gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to order number 66 of the Sith list. Ooh. Pretty dark, right? Yeah, let's do, it. Yes. do it. Do it. Do my, it. My two fellow uh. Sith podcasters for this evening's dark and gritty adventure. Mm-hmm. Which is not going to be dark and gritty. No. Oh, people. Carlos. Borgoyle. And Les is. More Gonzalez, and has a crunch crust somewhere in there. Somewhere, I get to let that moniker sit for a while because you have one following. You I do around. not. King Tom's trying to give me well, well, snooze, yeah. snooze, or snore, snore, snooze, snooze. <laughs> That's it. Man. Or sleepy. He called me sleepy, sleepy. today. Oh, Snorlax. Sleepy. There maybe. it is. Yeah. No, nope. oh, I refuse to acknowledge that one. <laughs> so no, fake King news. Tom. Fake news. Sleepy Roger. Yeah. Right, Thank you guys for tuning in to episode number 66 of The Sith List. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. And I know this is a, a different day to tune in. Mm-hmm. We're actually releasing on Sunday, recording on Wednesday night. Yep. So it's a little different, but we have some great big news coming up soon. Don't you worry. You'll all find out what it is very, very soon. And today's guest is none other than, again, the three amigos. <laughs> the three amigos are here, Les, Boo, and Arash. And we're here to give you the week in geek and a galaxy full of geekdom. There we go. How you guys doing? It's Wednesday, so I'm all right. A little different, right? Yeah, it is. A little bit different. Less. I have, have a lot more energy right now. You do have a lot more energy? I feel it. I'm the other way wow. around. On Sundays, I, I feel better. Oh, I'm, I'm tired. Sunday right nights get brutal. All right. Got our beers in our hands. We're ready to go. Yep. Les is being a prude and doesn't want to drink tonight. I'm being a little bit prudish for now. It's okay, Les. He's pruning. It's fine. No peer pressure. Let's talk about our shenanigans real quick. Let's get it out of the way. You can find us on Facebook at symbol the Sithless Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, the Sithless. You can find us on Twitter at the Sithless. Boo. At the Sithless. Boo. Crunch. Crunch. <laughs> at less is more seventy eight. If you want to email us, we have a hotline. We have an email. Our email is the Sithless at gmail dot com. Our hotline is seven zero seven sixty five geek one. That's seven zero seven six five four. Three three five one, and you can find our merch on T Public. All right, guys. Before we get into some random schmeels, I want you to know about a wonderful, wonderful thing that just came out. It's the Blue Harvest Holiday Special 2017, and Haas and Will from Blue Harvest Podcast have put out a charity podcast to raise funds for a special cause. And if you want to check this out, and I highly, highly suggest you do. Go to blueharvestpodcast.bandcamp.com and you will find it there. You can download it. You can stream it. I just bought it. I can't wait to listen to this thing. It has a lot of our friends on here. Obviously, Haas and Will, Jason Ward, Amanda Ward, 
Sal Perales, Chris Fresh, Johnny Grosso, Jesse McGrady, Steel Saunders, Eric Struthers, King Tom, and Soros Van Diem. This is a great thing. Haas has worked his ass off on this thing. Please go to blueharvestpodcast.bandcamp.com and check this out. Share it with your friends. It's for a great cause. And you can also go on to at Blue Harvest Pod, get some more information and just check it out. I can't wait to do it. I can't wait to listen to this thing. All right. We don't have a box office this week because remember, this week is going to be a lot, a little weird for us because we are like halfway through recording. We recorded on Sunday and now we're recording a couple of days later. So it's going to be a little bit off. We promise you it's not going to be like this from here on out because we'll have full information about box office for the prior week and about stuff that came out. So this is going to be a little weird. Bear with us for this week, people. Mm -hmm. But it'll still be fun. I'll, I know one thing. I know that Thor has been kicking ass and they're predicting it to have $60 million for the week. Uh, yeah, so it's been kicking ass still. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. Okay, are you ready for some random schmeals? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Now, Disney and Fox, are they joining superpowers? Are they joining together? Are we going to have a Disney-Fox mashup? That's a pretty big schmeal right here. This is the biggest schmeal of all schmeals. <laughs> Per MSNBC.com, 21st Century Fox has been holding talks to sell most of the company to the Walt Disney Company, leaving behind a media company tightly focused on news and sports, according to people familiar with the situation. The talks have taken place over the last few weeks, and there's no certainty that there will be a deal done. The two sides are not currently talking at this very moment, but given the off-and-on nature of the talks, they could be revisited. This means enormous amount of situations and deals for people that are into geekdom. Mm -hmm. I agree with one thing that Fox does a hell of a job with news and sports, even though I don't agree with their news channel. Right. But they <laughs> it's, still, it's still good. It's good still, stuff. Yeah. Well, it's still rated number yeah. one. So they're doing it right there. Sports. They've just from the world series coverage. They've stepped it up dramatically. FS one. Don't they have the super bowl as well? Yes. It they rotates, do. but they end up with the super, they yeah. get the super bowl this time. Yeah. yeah. So, they're doing that right. Mm -hmm. Movies, are they doing right? And that's mm -hmm. debatable. Mm -hmm. So maybe you know, Rupert Murdoch is figuring this out finally. And he is thinking that he wants to sell mm -hmm. parts of his company. What do you guys think about that? I'll go with, Boo, you want in first? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you I'm, go ahead. I'm chomp chomping, oh, chomping at the, at the bit, at the bit. Yeah. So, Boo, you go first. What does this mean for us? What could this possibly mean? Although it is only talks and stuff like that, this is a monum monumentous occasion going on right now in nerddom because <laughs> everybody loves what disney and, and disney marvel has been doing it's been great you know there's been a couple of small speed bumps but for the majority has been awesome fox has have has had a really really bumpy time with all of their properties so with this this could be a major turning point in just greater quality and also keeping this whole nerd train rolling because people have always said enjoy it well enjoy it while you can enjoy it while you can enjoy it while you can this can create stuff for decades at least another couple decades 20 years of content because there's so much that you can do and with with the disney marvel's track record they could do it right they could really do it right and we could have stories done again we could have what uh rebirths we could have was it reimaginings where yes you know the first run of of Disney movies that we had were great, but we could do it all over again and do it correct, just like the comics have it. We can have these really epic, epic moments, these crossovers, these, you know, these 
epic occasions that have happened in the comics, right. and this could actually happen. And this is what people have been clamoring for. Everybody's everybody's happy with what's going on, but there's always that that feeling in your stomach. This could be more, and this is that time in which it could be more. We we could get the maximum enjoyment out of our comic movie experience, and not just being like, well, they had to change this because they you know they don't have this. You know that could be over, which would be incredible. It really would be incredible. Now I know why you were chomping at the bit. Oh yeah, and I was you I was got, excited you for this. Feels. Oh yeah, a little you, bit. You exploded. You there, exploded dude. a little bit. You bellowed all over the space. You split out. <laughs> <laughs> split I told you this. This was a big, big schmeal. Yeah, this was a big schmeal. What do, What do you think about this? Go comic book guru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think what this does is it gives Disney a chance to have an arm to do more television stuff because they get the channels right. They get FX. And FXX, if Ooh, this all goes down, I didn't right? Think about that part of it. If they get that, that means they can literally do good point dramas. So they can and they can take over, right? They get to take over Legion. They'll get to take over the Gifted. Well, they will get all the local the affiliates, stations. right? I would the affiliates. Which means I would imagine that gives them a chance to do a bunch of minor tie-in stuff and a lot of minor things. Play with, you know, bring a bunch of other things to the small screen that may not work out on the big screen. So just like how they have the Inhumans running right now, they could do the Thunderbolts. Inhumans came out already? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just exactly. Saying. And it's fading but away. I like, kid, I kid. No, but just like how they have Inhumans out, they can do Thunderbolts. They can do New Warriors. They can do Namor drama or something like that. They The possibilities are endless. They'll be able to have a platform to release m- a bunch more content maybe even more animated shows. They don't have to have them stuck on Disney. They can go, they can push the envelope as how graphic they want to get. Doesn't have to be under Disney and Marvel. They can actually, you know, use those channels and push more mature content and use those other avenues to push more mature content for me. I just think that it opens up so many more doors. And yes, the obvious, it gives us our characters all back under one house, under one roof. Gives us some moments that we have missed out. Gives us things that we, especially myself as a comic book fan and the majority of us, have just wished for and dreamed for and just go, you know what, I'll just go read the story. I've seen Civil War, but I'll go ahead and read Civil War because there's so much missing from it, even though they've done well. And you know what? Good for Fox if they're willing to come to the table. Good for Rupert Murdoch to just say, you know what, get Disney, get those guys on the phone. Let's figure this out. Things aren't working out here. Maybe we can just make a buck here and just dump this stuff off and let's let's just go ahead and do what we have to do. Good. That was, you guys had really good takes. <laughs> I don't know what else I'm going to say. Except for, mm. I am going to say, let me put this into your heads. Phase four is done. Mm-hmm. Marvel Studios, Disney, a little worried that the next five movies that are going to be led by Black Panther, by... Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel by Bucky Barnes. Doctor, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange isn't going to be as solid as what we have seen because the characters aren't the forefront characters, mm-hmm. right? Now, imagine Phase 5. You own the rights to Fox, all the Fox stuff, your, your original Marvel X-Men stuff. So we're going to bring out the next batch of heroes that we haven't been able to do, and we're going to incorporate them with those heroes. So even though we're not going to have Thor or Iron Man predominantly in a movie, we're going to bring X-23 in and hang out 
with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. We're going to have – they could even have Wolverine come in and a whole reimagining of Wolverine hang out with these characters. People are going to be so pumped up to see a Marvel Studios X-Men film. Mm-hmm. I think for the next 15 years, they're going to be solid. Mm-hmm. And, and that means you have a great point because that means they don't even have to do Avengers of any kind. They don't. So they can do an Uncanny Avengers, which is a title right now where it's a mashup of X-Men characters and Avengers together as, and they're basically the Avengers, but it's called Uncanny Avengers. But ultimately, yeah, that means they can say, okay, we're going to shelve this. We're going to go ahead and remember Haas Burkhart a couple episodes you ago. You mean Haas Burkhart from Blue Harvest and That's Rogue One right. Podcast for Winners? That's on the right. MSW Network? Mm-hmm. That Haas Burkhart? That Haas Burkhart. I know that Haas Burkhart. <laughs> he, uh, he mentioned how when we watch some of these movies and we cringe and we just go, you know what? It's an alternate, alternate universe. That the, that the X-Men exist in an alternate universe. Right. Well, now they're back in the mainstream. And we, and I think you're right. They can just actually go a full phase five of just mutant stuff yeah. and not even have to do an Avenger whatsoever. They can just do tons and tons of mutant stuff. That means they get their hands back on some of the alien races. And you know what, people, we're talking about, we're, we keep rambling on, but we're not even bringing up the fact that we'll get the Fantastic Four. I was just going to say Fantastic Four. And That's imagine, icing on the cake. Yeah, imagine Marvel Studios doing a Fantastic Four. Or imagine less. I mean, I'm going to ask you, because you're such an X-Men fan. I wish King Tom was here so we can ask him right. also with you. Imagine what would you do if you found out Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige, 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 <laughs> was in charge of Feige. putting together I know Feige I didn't fuck around put it was in charge put, to putting together an X-Men film for the next round I mean for the next go around for ne- next year you find out that X-Men's being rebooted by Kevin Feige and his crew I I I and the Russo brothers are going to handle oh, it. Well, come I mean on. can you imagine I, 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 I got nothing. I think he just. I think he yeah, just had a stroke. Yeah, I think Les just had a stroke. Yeah. Guarantee there'd be no but candy. In that. Let me, let me just, Less is stroke, stroke more, not crunch, crunch. Let <laughs> me just say this too. Yes, that would be amazing. But we will also get a chance to truly have a Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. To yes. have the Silver Surfer. To and you know what? This for me. This is there's another character that's one of Marvel's original, original OG heroes. Frogman. <laughs> Pretty much, he's from the ocean, and that's Namor the Submariner. Mm-hmm. He's been retconned to be labeled the one of the original mutants, so he is part of the X-Men world right now, and he's a mutant. That gives him a chance to throw punches at Aquaman, because Namor is supposed to be better in some sense. Yeah, but you Aquaman. think that they're going to really think about going with Namor, the the They they have a Aqua great track. Dude. Exactly. They have a great but track record of bringing these guys to. to life. Meaning, that's like 15 years from now. They're, they're going to be so excited that they get the, the, the front line characters. Mm-hmm. True. But they could even go as far as making him a supplemental. Yeah. That, to bring that, him to the screen yes. to have an X-Men team group or, or even do a Fantastic Four movie where Namor is introduced because he's intertwined in all of that. Namor loves Sue Storm. Like, he's obsessed with that blonde woman. He That's his <laughs> whole thing. Even though he's a hero, he always finds a way to try to charm her and steal her away from Reed Richards. Like, that's his whole thing. Is like... Well, we'll get a real Reed Richards. That, too. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get all kinds of different things. And we may even get Marvel Zombie. 
That's the one. <laughs> the day that Marvel Zombies comes out is the day that I just like, I'll just sh- probably shit myself. <laughs> that'd I, be an amazing like be, Halloween. That'd be that great. Would, that'd that be, be a great, great Halloween. Like be great. We're rolling this out for Halloween and just do like a I, quick shot God, of mm-hmm. so crazy. Some Marvel Zombies and the hero <laughs> in Marvel Zombies is T'Challa, the Black mm-hmm. Panther. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, there you go. I mean, it's it's wishful thinking. Knock on wood. Hopefully, this happens. Hopefully, they get back to at the table and they talk and they work something out. And Rupert Murdoch makes his ten billion dollars, more dollars, and does his thing. I hope. I hope. I hope. Does that mean he gets to buy the next presidency? Huh. He already does that. Less. So, so wait a minute. Quick question. So, how much was Star Wars? How much did they pay for Star Wars? Yeah, I believe four billion dollars. How much was Marvel? I don't remember how much Marvel Six, is. Six, right? Wasn't it more than Star Wars? I don't Wars? remember how much Marvel it was, up was. There. It was up there, yeah. See, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to calculate the value of, of uh, Fox Marvel. Oh, it'll be, it'll be in the billions. Absolutely. It'll be a couple bill. Yeah, yeah, a couple billion. Yeah, yeah more than sure. that probably. That's that's bananas. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you Rupert is about to yank yeah, some cash from bananas, Disney bananas, Mike. for sure. Yeah. But again, look, they bought, they bought Lucasfilm for four billion dollars. Uh huh. They've already made that money up. Oh yeah. You know. Or very close to it. Yeah. If they haven't, which they they have with merchandise and film. And yeah. What's it, what, everything. Only like attractions what, three movies and in, not even. Yeah. yeah. It's going down. Two movies in and the other one's not. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yet, just on so. the cusp. Yeah. Right. So that's, I mean, and I guarantee, for sure, Marvel's made their money tenfold. Oh, yeah. Right. So, yeah, I think uh, this is a good deal for everybody. Because because the Fox movies are making money, but they're not making that level money. Yeah, to the full potential. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I saw something that. The, I think the Avengers movies have made more money than the last like f- six Fox movies, the X Men movies, and all that stuff. Yeah, if Jeez. you put the Avengers you alone, put all the X Men movies together, they don't even come close to what they would be able to ask to sell the whole thing for. Well, not even sell the whole thing. I'm saying how much the Avengers have made, just made the two Avengers yeah. money wise, mm-hmm. and also I think they put in. Uh, Civil War in there as well. Yeah, because so it's an three, Avengers movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, to me, that's an Avengers movie. Those three have made more money than the last, like, ten Fox mm-hmm. um, superhero movies, comic book movies. That's crazy. Now, this is interesting. I've never heard of this, so I was going to try to get your take, but it was big news today. Deadline reported earlier this morning that Amazon has green-lighted superhero drama The Boys to series with an eight-episode order. Based on the comic book by Garth Ennis, who did Preacher. Yes. And Derek Robertson, it was created by Supernatural creator, the Timeless co-creator, Eric Kripe, and will be directed by the Preacher duo, Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. Hmm. I didn't know that Seth Rogen was involved Rogen is all over Preacher. Wow. Like, that's, that's his, like, Baby. passion. I don't want to say passion project, but he's worked really hard to bring Preacher to. And it's been pretty successful. Yes. The project hails from Sony Pictures TV Studios, which will co-produce with Amazon, The Boys. Any idea what the hell this is? Because me being a layman of comics, I don't know what the hell this is. Less the boys. Is this two weeks in a row, Les? No. Well, I have an idea, but I don't want to delve too far. It's almost <laughs> what, what I do. Your master's became a BA. It's yeah, a little bit. Yeah, PhD. my PhD is gone. Guys, everything's yeah. stricken. I'm losing yeah. my. I'm losing them. But I don't know if it's along the same lines as uh, as a covenant, where it's like those were like. Boy wizards or whatever, but I, you know what? I'm not even going to go there, guys. <laughs> what do you, th- what do you think about preacher? The, 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 is this crew? Oh, yeah. 
Now, what I do know about Preacher, do this is what I'm trying. To yes. Think. Now, what I do know about Preacher, yes, they they will. It, it it should be done. Completely should be done. Garth Ennis, and you know what? I have to give a shout out to Fernando Alba. He helped me out one day because I said something really bad a few episodes back. Uh oh. Meaning that I gave credit to Neil Gaiman for Preacher when it's Garth Ennis's deal. Uh, Fernando, thanks, Fernando. Good job. Anytime you can make less feel. <laughs> Anytime you can steer me right, bro. Thanks for getting my <laughs> or back, man. Or that. <laughs> but yes, Preacher is a very, very, very good story. Great concept. I would say that Garth Ennis puts out some pretty cool stuff. So cool. Let's. So, I would give this a chance, and maybe we should. Maybe actually, we should be watching Preacher ourselves. Yeah, in maybe the first place. And maybe we should look into this boys and gra- then graphic graphic be ready to you know get on it with the boys also. Yeah, get on it with the boys, huh? Okay, because it's, cause the it's boys for the back in it's town. For the boys, Ooh, soundbite coming, mm. coming in right now. Let's talk Marvel, and let's talk Ragnarok. To understand the meaning of Ragnarok, one must look deep into ancient writings of Norse mythology. Behold, the world tree, Idrisil, connecting the nine realms, and uh, everybody. I think you're doing an amazing job, but mm-hmm. Kate's really, really good at this. Here we go. Ragnarok is beauty, it's hope, justice. Ragnarok is redemption, chaos. Fire. It's the end of all things. The demise of the gods and the ascension of death. I mean, more or less. That was so intense. I thought it was a comedy. So this is what we're going to do now. We had last week, and we gave you a couple weeks now to watch Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to talk about specifics about Thor Ragnarok and details and we'll spoil some stuff. So unfortunately, if you haven't watched the movie and you don't want to listen to this, please forward about 10 minutes, maybe less than that. And um, you'll be spoiler free. So we'll give you a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Valhalla. Ah, nice. Very good. Okay. We wanted to talk a little bit about different aspects of the film. Last week, I wanted to say a few things about Loki, and then we'll go around and we'll talk about exactly some specific elements of the movie. I don't know what they're doing with Loki. Now, Les and Boo, you would know better, graphic novel-wise, animation-wise. Loki's character seems to be turning to a good guy. From what I watched, I missed about 45 minutes of it. Obviously, I fell asleep. Um and I've been getting a lot of shit for that. Yeah. Drowsy. Sleepy. Yeah. So, but Loki's character seems to be turning to become a part of the Avengers, mm-hmm. of how I'm seeing it. This is a, if I'm not mistaken, this is a major faux pas, right? To what is going on in the comics. Like, isn't Loki a badass and he's pretty evil majority of the time? Majority. Like 99% of the time? Yeah. Would this be happening in the graphic novels? No, Mm-mm-mm. what what is showing in this movie is, if I'm not mistaken, in the Surtur saga, they teamed up. Loki and Thor had to team up because it became one of those things of the enemy of our. You know, we this is bigger than us. We have to put our differences aside. Yeah, but this one didn't seem that way. Them. This one is, I still love my brother. That's exactly what it, it came down to. Yeah, in that and we're book. still family. Yes. yes, it came down to that in the book because he's still deceitful. You All can't the trust time. him. 
He's quick to double cross, triple cross as many people as possible. And you got that sense out of this film? Well, it, and, and all the way, all the way till the end when he's like, I would hug you if you were here. And he chucks the rock at him and he catches it. He was even surprised that he's there. But there's always that chance that he's going to jump, uh, jump ship and run. Right. So, and, and he but, they acknowledged it in the movie. Oh, absolutely. Was I asleep? But probably. yeah, I think you were. But in the, in, in the Ragnarok saga, not, uh, not the Surtur one, Loki is the one who invades Asgard. He's the one who brings the army. He's the one who, who, uh, he initiates Ragnarok. Exactly. Yeah. And he initiates and And then also, this is not really necessary, but Hela is his child. Yes. Hela, so they switched a few things exactly. from the movie. Hela yeah. is, Hela Loki, is Loki's, Loki's daughter. Yes. Oh, in shit. the book, and I think in the Norse mythology, mm-hmm. Hela and, Fe- and Fenris the wolf are his children. Mm-hmm. They're an offspring. They're offspring of Loki. That's right. Um, but as far as the book goes, yes, Loki's whole thing is to get control of Asgard mm-hmm. through any means necessary. Mischief, deceit. War. Uh, outright war, rebellion, treason, whatever you have to do, he's going to pull it off to try to get control of Asgard. And he succeeded a few times. But in this movie, which they combined elements of multiple stories, in the Surt saga, Searcher saga, they team up. So I get what you were saying, though. Yes, it did look that way as if they're making him a morally gray character and that he'll be turning to a good side and everybody be like, oh, Loki's awesome. He's on the Avengers now. I'm going to throw out there the only villain that I've ever known to not side with the good guys in DC is the Joker. Yeah, because he's too crazy. He's just because he's usually the fucking most insane one. And everybody's like, nah, we don't trust that guy. But Luthor has there's been plenty of stories where Luthor shows up to Superman and goes, I need your help. We we have to take this down together, and it's always something much bigger. Okay, and here's, have to here's go what I'm saying. Get after it in Batman versus Superman. If Luthor went up to Superman and said, "Hey, we need to do this to fight this evil Doomsday. that's coming, Doomsday," do you think that would have fl- like been yeah. okay? Yeah. You think people would have been cool with that? With with a with a different uh, Lex, yes. With with the one that uh, with Facebook less. <laughs> Facebook Lex, not Lex. Lex, my bad. Yeah, uh, with with Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, if if it no. was if it was a less crazy one, then yes. But the one that they put, no, it wouldn't have made sense. Oh, this is probably bad timing. Hey, Kevin Spacey, Lex <laughs> Luthor, he would have a better shot of saying, "I fucked up. I need help." But yeah, well, he did say that last week. Uh, well, yeah, yeah he needs he, help. For Kevin other Spacey things. did. Yeah, yes, he's a fucking monster. Yeah, Kaiser Sosa is fucking. There's stories trouble, huh? that have come along that. You know, you get a villain doing that or someone will show up and they'll say to Superman, listen, I'm not here to fight. you like, Luther will show up. I'm not here to fight. Let me show you something. And then they show and he goes, we need to stop this, you know, and it's like, OK, so it's okay. it's the precedent has been set. It's there. Okay. I like the storyline. I like Loki being cool mm-hmm. for me as yeah. a novice of the comics. And I've seen him in the comics and I know that he's pretty, pretty much a dickhead. Mm-hmm. But I like seeing Loki and Thor work together. It, Makes me happy to see it. Actually, it's kind of cool. So I'm just asking, dedicated crazy fandom and fans, is this a weird thing to see Loki no. and Thor working no. together like this? No. Okay, that's all. Not I'm at asking. all. Okay. Especially metalhead Thor fans, they know that th- this has happened. So okay. they're all cool. good. Yeah, that's and it, cool. and I think it's just setting him up for sacrifice. I think no, I, that I think, might happen. I think oh, at a certain shit. point he's he's going to die and he's going to sacrifice himself. So you know, it's kind of hard for to believe that a bad guy is going to sacrifice himself. So if you make him a, a smidge good, 
then you're like, oh, okay, I get it. And then, you know, the deed is done. You're like, oh, wow. Redemption. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So what did you guys, uh, what did you guys want to talk about with this thing that we couldn't talk about last week? Is there certain things that you want to talk about, aspects of the film? Boo, you want to go? Yeah. So um, there weren't enough epic moments. There weren't enough, holy shit, these are the two strongest men, members of the Avengers. There wasn't, there wasn't enough. Their, their, their fight together was great. Thor's beginning scene when he's, when he's uh, down in the depths of, that still be hell? Is it hell? Okay, when he's down, it's still down in the depths of hell, and he's fighting all the demons. He de- you know, de- defeats Surtur. Of course, he's in a, you know, a weakened state, but still defeats Surtur. That was epic. But I, I didn't get the sense throughout the entire movie that un- until the end when Thor gets the Odin Force and turns it into the Thor Force, until then, there, there weren't enough. You know, you, you see the Hulk flip over the wolf thing his name is? Fenris. Fenris. When he flips over Fenris, chucks him off the edge of Asgard. By, by Frost. No, no. Well, you threw him off of Asgard. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yes. the, the, you know, the Hulk catches himself. He, you know, the, the Hulk flies over, punches Surtur in the fucking face. And he's bigger than a mountain, like you said he was. Those were epic moments. I needed, I needed more of that. I needed more of a holy shit. There's a reason why these guys couldn't be on the planet for civil war. You know, the, you know, the, you know, the planet would have been cracked in half. That kind of shit. I wanted more of that. And then also, this is kind of a nitpicking thing for me, but this is something that really, really irked me. Is that in the trailer, the first trailer, I believe, we see, we see Hella break Mjolnir in the alley of like a New York or something like that. That didn't happen. That irked the shit out of me. It, it, it happened in the middle of a field in the middle of Norway. Okay. Um, I felt lied to. <laughs> I felt lied to. That pissed me off. And then there's another one. We, we you, when you see Thor land for the first time and his eyes are glowing and he's got the he's got the lightning and all that and he has the Thor force now. He has both eyes still. If if you don't want to show it to me, don't show it to me. Don't fuck with me. I don't like that. Okay. That, 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 that irked me because we watch these trailers so, in, so intently. We break them down so much that we anticipate these scenes. And when they don't happen, you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck's going on? Why, why is this happening? And I think this is happening more because in the most recent Last Jedi trailer, some people are saying that there's a scene where it might be in reverse to change your opinion. It <laughs> might not be the actual Just way. Just to fuck with you? Yeah. Don't do that. I, I feel betrayed. <laughs> it really did piss me off. I was like, you lying bitch. What okay. are you doing? Yeah. So, so that, that was something that, uh, that annoyed me. Thinking about it more, I do find that it was a, a better movie. I think if, if the jokes were less, I think it would have been okay. But overall, yeah, I still hold to what I was, what I said. It's, it's still, it's still a good movie. Okay. Yeah. After a week of thinking about yes, it. Yes, exactly. Letting it stew. Less? Um, I saw, I saw it twice. Mm-hmm. So everything that I thought was wrong with it, I was able to appreciate more the second time around. There were a couple things. Some of Hulk's Warbound was not. They weren't there. There were a few people missing from that. But it's a Thor movie and you can't have it all. So I understand that part. I did like all the little homages they were doing and throwing out there. So they did bring up the fact that Loki did turn Thor into a frog. <laughs> so he was Frog Thor. They did allude to one of the great Thor, like epic Thor moments, even though it was trivial the way they did it. But in the books, there is a moment where, if I'm not mistaken, her name is Cassandra and Loki are jacking Thor up. They're beating the shit out of him. They're torturing him. They've basically broken him down. They gave him a disease where his bones, he doesn't heal anymore. So he's no longer like able to battle the way he can. 
And there's an epic panel where basically he summons Mjolnir and he says, even Mjolnir will return to my hand. Nothing will stop this, even the head of Loki. So in Thor, in Ragnarok, he grabs Odin because he knows it's Loki. He can sniff it out. Oh, yeah. And he to says, it, yeah. he goes, you know, this hand, you know, this hammer will go through your head to get to my hand. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. They talked about Frog Thor and they, and they alluded to that. So they did touch on some fan service there. And during that scene, let's not forget that it was Matt Damon. It's Chris Hemsworth's older brother and Luke Sam Neill. And yeah. Sam Neill, yes. Which was pretty cool. It was, it was very fun. cool. It was really fun. Yeah. I did like that they changed it up to where Hela is Thor's sister. So I, I kind of could roll with that. I had no problem with that. There were other little things that were pretty cool, too. So that whole Hulk with the bead, the beads on, that's mm-hmm. Ultimate Hulk. So I've talked about it before. That's the Hulk that rips Wolverine in half. Oh, yeah. And I've said it too many times. To, but, you know, it's so fucking Are those badass, puka shells dude. around his neck? It's like, yeah, he's he's Pretty basically much. a college bro. He's, just like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a like, college he just bro. He went to see Dave Matthews. Had <laughs> a little cornhole. <laughs> like a chill. Shotgun some beers. Yeah, Shotgun some beers. He has an IPA Smoke in weed his out hand. of an apple. Yeah. Yes. By the way, I stated everything we've done at Dave Matthews. Pretty much. <laughs> 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 The other thing, too, that I, I really liked, there were cool little Easter eggs. Other, that was um, Beta Ray Bill. Yep. That was Beta Ray Bill up there. Beta Ray mm-hmm. Bill was up there. Man Thing was up there also. And then the little, like, head, the two faces stacked on top of each other on the Grandmaster's Tower. That's By Beast, which is like a clone. It's a Hulk villain. He's like a Hulk uh, regular. He's always fighting the Hulk or She-Hulk. And they usually kick the crap out of him, but he's like a big... <laughs> Like android clone kind of thing that always shows up. Weird yeah. monster thing. Yeah. He's basically like a two, a, a double stacked face kind of <laughs> thing. And they always kick the crap out of him. But that was cool to see that. Are we ever going to see Beta Ray Bill? No. We never will. Yeah. We will. Why not? Debate time here at the Sith List. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. They're going to have to go that far. If you go that far into space with Captain Marvel, why not have Beta Ray Bill? He's an alien. He is an alien, yeah. Is Beta Ray Bill any way involved with the Guardians? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's in, an, in a couple of incarnations of the Guardians. If anything, though, he should appear because Infinity War is going to affect everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a, uh, was it a uh, m- uh, multiversal event? Shit is going to happen. Shit's going down. And you know what? Let, but, but I don't know if the world's ready for that. I don't That's know if, like, dis- if theaters are going to be ready for the rumble of Beta Ray Bill and Stormbreaker fucking cracking through, dude. Thank you. Him so you're it. agreeing with Boo now? I'm not agreeing with Boo that it won't happen. I'm just saying that it's going to get epic. It's going to fight. People are going to geek the hell out, dude. Because Beta Ray Bill, and just like I keep saying, Marvel has these characters that if they bring them to life, people are going to be like, oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just fan moments where people are going to say, take my money. And you know what? <laughs> Beta Ray Bill is one of those things. He shows up, he's a horse-faced alien with Thor's winged helmet, and a just Stormbreaker. Any, everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say yep. Stormbreaker. Beta Ray Bill is the ultimate like offshoot of a character that has found his own way. Okay. Uh-oh. Good takes. You guys still enjoyed the film, obviously. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. And some gripes here and there, but... Was the Lazy Boys. The la- fucking Lazy Boys. Fuck those chairs. Fuck those chairs. <laughs> One Thank quick, you, Les, for yeah. being with me. And you guys are weak. Uh, one huh. quick question. One quick question. Will he get the hammer back? Will he get some that, form okay, of the mule back? Okay, great question. I'm, I'm, uh, he has to. Thank or you. some reincarnation of the hammer. Yeah. 
It's Thor. And speaking of the hammer, they did do another Easter egg homage. Uh, whenever Thor is in his normal form as either Eric Masterson or Donald Blake. That was awesome. It's usually a walking stick, but Mjolnir was an umbrella. Mm-hmm. So oh, that was very Mjolnir cool. So he had Mjolnir as an umbrella, and he's walking around with basically he's Thor walking around yeah. the city. And, and great scenes with Doctor Strange. Yes, oh, they that were. was and, pretty and cool, And the chemistry too. was great, and mm-hmm. Cumberbatch was funny. Yeah, he was. It was hilarious. As no nonsense as he was, mm-hmm. it was hilarious. Let's talk about Doctor Strange's gloves. And how much he looked like Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, finally. no, no. He was oh, fully, yeah, fully into being the Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, my God. I was, was like, amazing. holy shit, it's him. I was yeah. like, has it been that long? Is he already the actual Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah, that was awesome. And remember, he can mess with time. So it doesn't, we don't know how yeah. long it's been, right? Exactly. Very cool. That was very cool. I was awake. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. But yeah, but he, he does have to get the hammer back. He has to get the hammer because back. Because I was, I was saying, I was saying that. Although these characters are on their own, when you think of Captain America, you think of the shield. Mm-hmm. When you think of Iron, or when you think of Tony Stark, you think of the suit. When you think of Thor, you think of Mjolnir. When you, when you think, think of, Mjolnir, of garbage, you think of, Thor. You think of Hakim. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and the New York Giants. <laughs> oh, especially this year. The Giants of New York. Yeah. All right, so that concludes our Thor. Little Easter egg review, things we like, things we didn't like. And actual stuff that actually happened in the film that we couldn't talk about last week. So I hope you liked it. Send us your messages. Let us know what you liked and disliked about it. Please at us. I guarantee you (laughs) nobody disliked anything because everybody seemed to love it. Yes. And I will watch it again, hopefully before next Wednesday. Now, let's jump to the other side, which is DC. And we have a landing spot for The Rock. And where we're going to see the Black Adam. Is it Plymouth? It is not (laughs) No, it's not Plymouth. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Nice. Oh. Nice. Oh, oh. Zing. Malcolm X. <laughs> All right. Jumping to DC, it is reported by The Rap that The Rock is going to make his debut in the franchise they called Suicide Squad. Your He's going to be one. in Suicide Squad 2, which is written and directed by Gavin O'Connor, and he is positioned to be an integral part of the story. And the main villain, pretty much, of who they have to go get. And he is considered a weapon of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think this is going to help the Suicide Squad? Just because it's The Rock yeah, and, and Black and, Adam? And it's an awesome villain. It's actually, you know, it uh, actually gives them somebody that, although the last villain they faced, although she was, she and he were shitty CGI, they were, uh, what is it, uh, epic in scale. So, but it, this is even more... And it's going to be a actual better villain than what we already saw. So yeah, so it's already a, already a major step up. Yeah. Well, the fights will be a lot better because mm-hmm. the enchantress really couldn't fight. <laughs> like she couldn't really like. She did the shimmy really well. Beat people up, <laughs> and all she did was dancing and just sent her brother to be like the other guy to be the fighting thing. But Black Adam is a badass of badasses. He's right there with all of them. Doomsday, kind of like Shazam. Yes, mm-hmm. he's with Doomsday. He stands with the Joker. He stands with. I mean, when it when Black Adam is on the scene, people are like, "Oh shit, this is serious business." Here's so. another question: Can the Rock be a villain? He's such a nice guy, and he's known to be such a nice guy. Can he be a badass villain? Oh yeah, because because it it just takes a slight turn from his charm to be sadistic, sarcastic asshole. With his, oh to, well, he can be the Rock. Exactly. Yeah. No, he can be the one that was the heel for a while in WWE. That's where, what I'm saying. Yeah, he was where he people hated him and the he rock, was just yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He can be that guy. Trust. Okay. Yes, it's great. Black Adam will just wipe out the Suicide Squad. Shh. 
They're nothing Shut to him, up. dude. You know it, dude. <laughs> really, yeah. really dead shot with your bullets. Yeah, okay, Harley, with your big hammer. Well, that's gonna be. She's, they're done. Well, that's like, going to be a big uh, plot point if, where something's uh, gonna be there for them to be able to stop him. Obviously, if they, if it really went down, Black Adam walked through them in th- ten seconds. Mm-hmm. He'd walk through if that really whole thing yeah. in ten oh, seconds, yeah. right? Without an issue. I mean, it usually takes. Superman and Shazam because Black Adam is one of those few characters that can stand Superman in face, face to face, nose to nose and beat the shit out of Superman. Like he could easily handle him with no problems. Okay. Well, you know, if you don't know too much about Black Adam, we have Mojo's.com origin story of Black Adam and a little background on him. So let's listen to that. Welcome to WatchMojo.com, and today we will explore the comic book origins of Black Adam. As with most comic book characters, there are often reimaginings and different versions to a character's past. We've chosen to primarily follow the storyline which unfolded in 1945's Marvel Family No. 1. This character's origins began in ancient Egypt, where a wizard named Shazam took notice of a proud and skilled warrior, Teth Adam. Shazam blessed Teth Adam with the strengths of six gods to help him protect his land and renamed him Mighty Adam. It was a name that he lived up to until he became so corrupt with power that he overthrew the pharaoh and took over his city with fear and violence. Shazam, unable to retract the powers he regretted giving, could only banish his newly named Black Adam to the furthest star. That wasn't far enough because Black Adam returned. He flew for 5,000 years to seek his revenge. I did not spend 5,000 years traveling across the infinite void of space to be thwarted by some man-child. All right, that was your Black Adam, Mojo.com. Thank you to Mojo.com. They do a hell of a job breaking down things. Let's talk about the tone of JLA. Mm. I know we are always talking about the dark and gritty. (laughs) Hosburgh Hart loves that, how dark and gritty these, (laughs) these DC films are. But Harry Cavill... Henry Cavill, my friend Harry, mm. he was talking to WSN TV in Miami, and he had some stuff to say about it, what the tone is going to be like. And this is what he had to say. The tone of the film, I'm not going to say it's light because that would be doing it an injustice. It has a serious scenario with moments of humor and lightness peppered throughout. When people are in bad situations, Gallo's humor does come into effect. Like guys in the armed forces, a lot of them have really bizarre sense of humor, and it gets, it gets them through. And we have those. We have those all throughout the movie. So that's what his take is. How does he know? How does... Ooh. Well, he's seen the film. Well, <laughs> well, well how does he well, know? Well, to be honest, Cavizzle. how much what has he been there doing, for? Okay. That should be the question. Jeez. Fuck the tone. How much of a, How much were you there for, sir? Okay, well, here's the deal. I, obviously, he's going to come... He's going to be in this movie. Let's not yeah, kid ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not spoiling anything. That everybody's seen him in his it suit. that much of a secret. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he, maybe he's seen it after post-production. I'd hope so, yeah. You know, that's what probably he was talking about. And he has read the script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he lives up to his name. <laughs> let, me, let me rewind. Let me rewind just what happened, guys. The reason we call Les Crunch Crunch is because for some odd reasons, he decides to make noises in the most unopportune times. We're talking about this situation right now. He decides to get his cup. And shake ice. <laughs> and then he looks at me like I'm fucking stupid. Like, why are you looking at me? And then he realizes what he does. 
Oh, mother of the Lord. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is exactly why I'm here. Gentlemen, Les Gonzalez. And, and he looks at his cup like, damn it, it's all gone. Yeah, he looks at his cup like, like Son of why a are bitch. you making noise? Yeah. Where's my ice? Yeah. <laughs> totally forgot. Oh, God. Awful. Oh, that's great. That's no, not great. I'm not going to edit that out. Oh, God, that's good. Out. I'm leaving that Oh, out. thank you. Oh, now my face we'll, hurts. We'll continue our JLA conversation. We will definitely have a post credit scene. Ooh. So, people, if you're watching it, if you haven't left halfway through because you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I'm don't don't, don't come in here with that, that I'm negativity. I'm sorry, John. I'm, the whim is really pissed right now because it talks shit again. Yeah. Uh, sorry, John. If you, if you, well, if, if you're there, you might as well stay. There's a post credit scene. Jason Momoa, who plays Aquaman, said, please stay. There's things that are going to be very important in the scenes after the credits. Stay all the way through. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many post credit scenes are going to be. And this is going back. I remember before. Superman, Batman vs. Superman came out. They said that there's absolutely no post credit scenes. We're no have to do that. We're not going to do that. They mm-hmm. said that about Man of Steel as well. Mm-hmm. Looks like things are changing a little bit. It's for the best. It's it's the normal normal course of things. It is. But are we getting? I mean, these post credit scenes. Speaking of the uh, the one we saw in Thor, th- these post credit scenes they're they're like clowning us a little bit. Well, they're, they're trolling, like, they're trolling for sure. Yeah. big time. Mm-hmm. Do we need all these post credit scenes like this? No, but but going back to what you're saying about the Thor Ragnarok, finally we have some progression. They they actually show us what's the next step in the I think it was the mid credit scene because no 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 the mid credit one was with Jeff Goldblum useless it was supposed to be funny that was the at very end that was at the end end that was the oh, very okay. end yes okay, the so other yeah. one the other scene we did see progression okay so yeah so that was progression and that's important so you can have these post credit scenes or mid credit scenes but they have to progress the story. If they don't do that, that's that's what people start getting annoyed with. If it's just if it's if it was just the Jeff Goldblum scene, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, what the fuck is that for? That doesn't give me anything. I need progression. So as long as there is one with progression, you can give me whatever the fuck you want. Like okay. uh like uh what's it, the Captain America one where he's where he's fucking with you, like tension's bad and all that shit, you should have been a better better person. That's great. No progression, I get it, but it's funny. But I also need progression from the other one. How about the Deadpool one? There was no progression, except for yeah, there kind of was. He, he said there's be cable. Yeah, there's going to be cable. Yeah, yeah. any kind. Of, yeah, that, that, that was a great one. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Yeah, that Fantastic. was funny. You okay with it? Crunch, crunch. He's still looking at his ice. He's pissed. still looking at his I'm, melted ice. I'm just shrinking back for now. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So definitely stay. Post credit scene. Jason Momoa says stay. So damn it, stay. Yeah, you. Aquaman sit. tells you to stay. You stay. Sit down, especially yeah. that guy. Yeah. All right, let's dive into a voicemail real quick. We actually have one voicemail. We didn't think we we're going to have any voicemail or emails because you guys all think that we record on Sundays. But Richie sent us a voicemail. Got it in early. Got it in early, which is very nice. And let's listen to Richie. What's up, Sith heads? It's your buddy, Richie. So, guys, in honor of the late, great Roy Halliday. I am going to throw you a fucking 12 to 6 curveball right now. I'm going to ask you guys a question about fashion. I know this is going to be weird, but I saw recently that Nike is going to be coming out with the shoes that Doc Brown wore in the mall scene in Back to the Future. I mean, that's just fucking wild. Like, what are they, 90 bucks? Like, please come take my money. I'll wear fucking orange Doc Brown Nikes. So that got me thinking, is there anything like 
movie-wise or sports-wise or something you wish they'd either bring back. It could be anything. Fucking starter jackets or, I don't know, something like fashion-wise or something like that that you wish they would either make or bring back. I mean, even if it's, like, even just to give you an idea, like, where would you get Ryan Johnson's fucking lobster sweater that he was wearing in the Last Jedi stuff? Like, that kind of shit. What do you think about that? All right, take care, guys. Richie, appreciate the voicemail. Thank you for putting it in so early so we have something to talk about this week. Uh, great question. I don't know if I would rock those Nikes, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I am rocking some Nike Roches, but oh, I don't that. know about orange ones. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I would rock an orange Nike Doc Browns. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I think for me, watching Stranger Things, which we're going to talk about right after this voicemail, I think I want the members-only jackets back. I want oh. the gray members-only jackets back. They look badass, and I want it, and I want to be able to rock them like, like a champ. <laughs> so for me, it would be that. How about you guys? Anything that you'd want to bring back? Boo, you're like... Like, I, what are you going to fucking bring back? And, <laughs> well, the the, uh, the only thing that I wish they would make is in Back to the Future Part 2 when uh, when he first gets the jacket and it and it uh, dries him up and then it 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 fits to his body. Yeah, yeah the that's sleeves right. sleeves shorten up to their perfect length. Like airtight? Exactly, yeah. That I was like, right. when I saw that, I was like, fuck the shoes. All they did was lace up. That jacket conformed to his entire body or to his entire torso. I was like, that's the shit. That would be cool to have would that. Would love a jacket like that. That'd be <laughs> awesome, yeah. That would be rad. You never have to go to a tailor again. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's perfect. How about you? Don't say British Knights. No. <laughs> I just want Michael Jackson's jacket from Thriller. Oh, my oh. God. You cannot rock that jacket, dude. Oh. Come on, man. You cannot rock the Michael Jackson Thriller jacket. With or without the glove? <laughs> I just want the jacket, man. You care? Oh, all the zippers. You would rock the jacket? Oh, yeah. I'd uh, figure it out. That'd have to be a big jacket. I'd figure it out, dude. Trust. It would work. <laughs> Right. I don't know about scrunching it up on my forearms, but <laughs> scrunching up the sleeves, but I'd wear it, dude, for sure. <laughs> I can't imagine. That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be so great. Yeah, I was trying to think of anything else. Anything else that, that we, we'd want back. Like I said, British Knights. Definitely don't want British Knights back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think uh, just give me some members only. Just give me some members only and I'll be all right. I think I can rock a members only and make it look halfway decent. Hi. Never thought I'd want to do a commercial, but here I am. For members-only jackets. Why? Because when I put one on, something happens. They feel fantastic. The colors are great. And all those different styles, absolutely terrific. They go anywhere, anytime. But it's only authentic if it says members-only right here. I really believe in them. So should you. I think, like, Urban Outfitters has their members-only jackets for, like, 300 bucks. That's about right. They need to lower the price. They have them, but nobody wears them because it's, like, 300 bucks. <laughs> All right, Richie, thank you for that voicemail. Appreciate it, man. All right, let's get into Stranger Things. We all finished, finally. Yep. So we are going to talk a, talk a little bit about Stranger Things, and we're going to spoil the shit out of it because we all finished it, and we all have some opinions to this. And you guys should have finished it, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, you should have. You've had your time. So, yep. But if you don't want to get spoiled, please forward for another about 10 minutes, and uh, you won't be spoiled. Mm-hmm. So on five, four, three, two, one, let's spoil Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, Boo. So you finished it last. Yeah, I did. So it's fresh on your mind. Yeah. I finished it last night. Mm-hmm. You finished it today? Last night. Okay, we both did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what was your take on the entire series? Season two, Stranger Things. So season two was better than season one. Um, I got my wish where Eleven really wasn't part. She was part of the show, but she was a part of the group the entire time till the last episode. Till like a, till like the second to last, but the ending of the second to last. So that was that was good because, like I said, you know the group of of kids and the parents and you know uh, uh, was it uh, Sheriff Hopper and all that, all of them working together and having to handle shit. That's that that's what I think is the real strength of the show is them all coming together and their separate characters. One thing that I did like is that we finally get an idea of how much control the Hawkins Research Laboratory has over Hawkins. They they know everything. They know everyone. They've bugged every single phone. They have complete and total control of the entire town, which you didn't really grasp it in the first season, but now you get it. And how much power they have over the people who actually know what's going on is pretty crazy. You know, it 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 makes it seem like this is actually possible. You know, because at first you're like, wait a minute, you know, this is just a small research laboratory. No, 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 this is a major deal. It's like some CIA kind of shit going on, but just with you know weird experiments. So that was that that was cool to finally see the actual full extent of it. Was it bringing in Mad Max? She was awesome. She was she great. Was very cool. Her brother's a psychopath. But I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad. he was great as a yeah, yeah. He's great, yeah. But I'm I'm glad he was put in, put into his place. Oh yeah, he was. Finally, 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 find out that some people actually do care about Barb a little bit besides just her parents. Thank God, yeah. but only two people. Yeah, care. That's and, it. and 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 the only two people that care. One is like halfway care, and her friend, <laughs> yeah. and her friend who's the reason that she's she got killed is the only one who really cares 100, percent which is really still fucked up. But we finally get some res- resolution on that, thank God. So that was uh, that was good. And then and then you start getting an idea that this is getting worse. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And 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 in the final episode, you see that this is this is going to get a lot. The, the lot, final scene, exactly, which was great. Speaking of the final scene with them them dancing in the uh, the little snowball. Don't thing. you hate on it? Don't you? No, hate no, on no, it? no, 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 no. It was it was great. It was cute. It reminded yeah. me of reminded me of all the. All the, the, the awkwardness, you know, the separation. Yeah. There was never that much dancing. That's a bullshit. Everybody was separated. That never happened, but whatever. <laughs> I kind of wish that that was the final scene of the entire series. Okay. In, in some way, because it shows that they are continuing on with their lives like normal kids. Well, we might see this. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. In a yeah. I, I kind of wish that I was like, cause I was like, this is really nice. This is really good because this shows that they are they can be normal kids still even though they've been through some shit they've seen people die they've seen some fucked up things going on but they can still progress as normal normal people so i i kind of wish that was the the final final scene of the entire series and then you know doing a little dancing like that and one other point where the fuck are the parents how do they not know what's going on with their kids? Do they trust their kids that much? Is it that small of a town? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, it is. No, it, it is. is. It really? Is. Yeah. Fucking it, it, A, it, man. It's supposed to harken back to a time uh, where nice. you can leave your harken bike. Harken back? Yeah. yeah, where you can, you know, because I'm harken when you back, see the one back. scene where Lucas runs out of his house and jumps on his bike, which is just laying in his front yard. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, you had, okay, I, I hate to say it, but if he was in a hood, Black family in the hood, his bike would be nowhere in that front yard. <laughs> that should have been snatched a long time ago. They would have been, they would have taken that clean off of him 
For sure. Well, remember, this is 1984 in rural Indiana. Exactly. Not but Gary, Indiana. Rural not Gary, Indiana. Indiana. But it's, it's, if it was in Gary, he, his shit would have been jacked. But it's cleanly. multiple days. Like like the, the, the one sister, Nancy, she goes off. Uh, mom, I'm gonna stay the night at uh, blah blah blah's house. Goes off to Chicago, has sex with the guy that she's going with, which was weird. I don't, I, I, I don't know what it is, but knowing that teenagers are having sex is kind of weird <laughs> to teenagers know. Teenagers do have sex. I, I know, but but to like n- make it that blatant that it's happening, I don't know. Maybe creep me out a little bit. I don't know why. Right. But 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 yeah, what should have creeped you out is the fact that some dude gave them vodka and then encouraged it. Oh, that wasn't that bad. Hey, yeah. that did creep me out, and that should have. Oh, I, that wasn't that bad. No, no, what? no, no. Come on. He, he, he could feel the tension. He yeah, could feel the tension. What a dude with the beard and glasses drinks as long as, long as he's not downstairs still while it's happening. Yeah, I literally said, "Is this guy like slanging sex? Like he wants <laughs> them to have it so bad? Like is he a creeper?" Yes, like, dude, it was creepy. It was weird. It was, it was weird. a little. It was a little weird. Dude. He like even gives a little eyebrow thing as he walks out, like. The- the pullouts in there. No, oh, that was no the pullout it. joke for breakfast. That was, that was fucking that was, funny. That was, that was funny. like the pullout joke guy, was funny. Dude. Yeah. He's like, just get it on. You guys need to just get it on. Get it's so horrible. Yeah, that was funny. The pullout one was good. Yeah, that no, that was good. Yeah, so it was boggled my mind how much freedom these kids had, how lackadaisical you know the the parents are and all that. That 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 always trips me out. I'm like, the fuck is going on? And they already know that there's weird shit happening. You know, because, you know, you see that the Hawkins Research Laboratory goes over to their house and tells the parents, you know, Russians are here. Or, you know, we're we're all patriots in this house. So the yeah. parents should know shit can happen and people go missing and bad things happen. But still, it's like, oh, no, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, go spend the weekend with your, with your <laughs> very with, trusting with your girlfriend. Yeah, shit. Yeah. But all right. Yeah. But besides that, no, but yeah, it was it was a great show. Like I said, better than season one. So looking forward to season three and four. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it was awesome. Yeah, it was bitching, bitching, bitching. Nice use of word for Thank that time. You. Don't say tubular because they don't use that word. Tubular. Les, what'd you think? It, it it was definitely better than the first season. Uh, it stepped, raised the level so much higher. So many layers to this whole thing. I, I don't know where to begin as far as like breaking down what we do, what I like and what I don't like, and well, here's a all question: Did you get the Empire Strikes Back influence throughout the film. Yes, they did. did you I, get the, I figured that, and then they laid it out there, and I'm like, oh, oh okay. Literally <laughs> said, I need to go back. My friends are in danger. Yeah, well, the, the separation where, the where separation, they, they, they leave, or, or she leaves, so she is Luke, and she has to go do training and figure shit out, and then exactly. she goes back. And, and she has to go back because her friends are in trouble. Yeah, but she, she felt she it. Yeah, she, hand, felt, yeah. she felt it. Yeah. yeah, she felt it through there. And then the whole trying to connect throughout the whole thing that was great i did like i said last week i like that they expanded but now i need more there's more there's a number eight out there so we need nine and ten and we need one through we need number one all the way up that means there's more out there that means this could get bigger that means there are more escapees and you know what that brings into question just how good are these people at hawkins where all their experiments are fucking getting out (laughs) <laughs> they're all escaping. Not very good. They're not very good I, I don't at containing. Think, yeah, well, I don't think they, they know exactly to extent of how powerful this thing is and how powerful it was. They they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. No, they they had no idea that the that the actual gate was making tunnels all, all the way yeah, under Hawkins. They had no idea. They had no fucking clue. 
And I love the dig dug was a big reference in this thing. And yes. pretty much the tunnels or the way, or the it, way yes. to save this thing and to, um, you know, to get out. So the new guy, the new badass or psychopath or whatever, he just had a whole bunch of stuff going on. He's a like, fucked up Fucking individual. racist. Yeah. Right? Just straight out, horror, straight out straight out racist. racist. <laughs> uh, also, he's a little... Something comes off of me that he's... Uh, what is it? He's used to... Or he's been, like, messed with. Because when that whole thing, when he's, like, oh. putting the charms on the, on mom. the mom, and he's just already got this, like, he's well ahead of his time, like... Oh, big time. Yeah, that, like, he's a much older than high school... Whatever grade they're in, senior or mm-hmm. junior year, yeah, he's way ahead. Well, There's not only that, they show they on. show the abuse from the father. That mm-hmm. too, but I think he's also had like women mess with him when he was, you know, as a kid. Mm. He's got all kinds of problems. Very, very abusive, obviously, to Max. And you know what? I like that Max almost took off his schlong. She did, but I like that Max basically gravitates toward the group, accepts the group. They, it's tough at first but they all get together and yeah you know her and lucas that's right man y'all get down dude do your thing (laughs) enjoy yourselves it's pretty cool so i mean i'd like the whole uh element of the outside stuff going on and them getting older and maturing which i think we're going to cover a little bit later right araj yeah we're going to uh play a interview that the producers talk about where the show is going the direction is going and how they're pretty much going to deal with the age differences every year. you know. So we're going to get into that in a bit. Yeah, because this is totally them all starting to get to that point of being self-aware, liking Dig, and being liked. Digging chicks. Yeah, yeah, digging chicks, jealousy, you know, I saw her first kind of thing, <laughs> you know. And then even it had the element of where, where Dustin doesn't feel right. Like he just doesn't feel like he's part of anything. He doesn't bring anything to the group. And he's the one who's susceptible to making the major mistake mm-hmm. by picking up Dart and hanging out with a little demodog <laughs> and, you know, keeping it and trying to, like, go against the group's whole philosophy and breaking rules like that. It, it happens all the time. You know, in groups, it happens. It's like, don't trust this person. Don't talk to so-and-so where, you know, we need to do this or don't go over there or don't hang out this way. And someone always does it. Next thing you know, it's like, well, we're in a lot of trouble right now. Can you guys come help me out? It's like, you were doing this the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it, I loved every little thing they brought in and expanded so much more than just, we're a small town, there's some shit going down. Okay, <laughs> we got to figure this out. Now it's like, oh shit, there's so much more happening. And we're all reunited with, especially with Elle. And her walking in, and like I said, a heroic moment or epic moment, her just walking in, and she's got the fucking just traveled the world kind of thing. It's just like how Luke showed up and he's in all black. Yep. In the jet in Jedi and he's in all mm-hmm. black and he's just like, yeah, I, I I'm ready. Like I'm at the next level. So yeah, it was fucking sick. It was. It was. And I and I t- totally 100% agree with both of you guys. I thought it was better than season one. I love where the the characters are progressing. Last season it was like Stephen King and Matt Steven Spielberg. This season to me it was like Stephen King meets the Steven Spielberg meets John Hughes. I kept saying that Spider-Man: Homecoming oh, yeah. was influenced by John Hughes films, and it was that kind of feel. The last scene at the dance mm-hmm. that was straight. I mean, the way that Dustin looked was straight Bucky from Pretty in Pink. Mm-hmm. You notice? Yeah, it was the exact kind of hairdo and the whole shtick. Walking in was just like that. 
Elle finally gets to find Mike mm-hmm. and they hug. And it, is, it was just a, it was a feel good moment. Like you said, Boo, at the end of all this, it was a feel good moment. Mm-hmm. And they let it run for a while. It did. Yeah. yeah which was very cool. The ending, you're right, was it's shit's going down. Cool. That was a crazy little fucking last scene. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I did not like how they killed Bob. Sean Astin's character? Yeah. That and I bit, loved Sean Astin. That was a bit rough, yeah. But it, but it sets up the whole love it, thing between Hopper and uh yeah. and, and Will's mom. Yeah, and I love Hopper and Al's relationship. Mm-hmm. I thought, God, I thought uh, Hopper, uh, David Harbour was amazing. Yeah, he was this amazing. This entire run. They're all getting better as actors. Mm-hmm. Even went on a writer who was whiny a little bit in the season one and a little bit weird with the faces, has cut that down a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I cannot wait for season three. No, and then the actor who played Will. Oh, my God. Massive Finally credit. able to step his game up and like be a great actor, like mm-hmm. put on a performance. You know what I was going to say, too? Noah so, Schnapp is his name. Yeah, and what I was going to say, too, with your... Uh, so it's Spielberg meets... Say it again. You uh, said, Stephen King meets John Hughes. And John Carpenter. And John Carpenter. Ah, because yes, there was cool. just Big that time. whole like creepy the fog small town Halloween, obviously, just it had all of that the 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 corporation that you know, like in yep. Season of the Witch, Halloween yep. Three, which not a lot of people like, but that I liked pretty it. Pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. It just had nothing to do with Mike Myers. No, it had nothing to do with Mike Myers, but that whole like, you know, there's a secret organization doing some major things and yeah, it just it had enough of John Carpenter as an influence also, which, yeah, that means it's only going to, wow, man, it's only going to get better. Right? It's only going to get better. It's only right? going to elevate itself. And the character that I thought elevated himself and got better more than anybody else was uh, Steve. Oh, oh yeah, Steve yeah, got yeah. way better. Yeah, way better. You I were mean, talking joke, about a character joke, turning oh, from a, a douchebag to a fucking hero, a legit hero, Not a hero, but yes. funny, great timing, just great. I mean, they had a little stand by me moment when he was talking to Dustin mm-hmm. while they're walking. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, it was it was it was great. And and and, and he's turning and 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 he did the right thing. He didn't uh, turn into a douchebag when he loses his girlfriend. No. Become pissed about it. He knows it's the right thing. Turns into the big brother. Where he where he protects all the kids. No, he knows- turns into the the like meatballs kind of guy. Yep. The 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 like the cool like older mentor. Older yeah. mentor. Exactly. Where it's like, yeah. Yeah. Man. No. 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 Let those chicks know you don't give a shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like that kind of guy. Like, nah. I I bang chicks all the time. You, you know, like that yeah. dude. Where he's like the 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 uh, morally corrupt mentor who's like takes these kids on this yeah 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 he's just settled in and yeah, he's, so fucking he's, great. he's the uncle who takes you to go go get ice cream pumps you it, full of sugar and then and then gives you back to uh no, yeah. and he gives mom. you a couple of beers too he's like here take a swig of this. <laughs> and I, I, I love how he tries to be a, a big brother figure to them but they really don't give a shit no they don't give a they shit they like him but they don't really listen yeah, to him yeah but because they know who he is but he's like come yeah. on man yeah like, i'm here <laughs> listen to me we're not going fuck it all right fine we're going fuck yeah it, we're going i guess yeah. dude and will's brother jonathan wasn't as creepy and as emo no, as this yeah. round. Yeah. He was actually smiling a couple mm-hmm. times. He was yeah, no, it, it was it was just great. Everybody was great in it. Everybody. No, and then I noticed you got some yeah. yeah. And then I noticed uh at the party some girl was like showing interest in him. Yeah. But he was like still looking at uh uh Nancy. Mike Sis at yeah, Nancy. The Susie and the Banshee ripoff. Yeah, but the girl was like talking to him and she's like, I like your costume and I'm like Oh hell yeah, dude! Just chicks are showing some interest in this guy, dude. <laughs> and he's like, "Nope, I'm still staring at her." But yeah, it was all good, man. It, very, very good. It was fantastic job, Duffer Brothers. You guys have it like down to a science. Oh yeah, 
and, and uh, cannot wait to season three. They haven't done any kind of um, writing yet for season three yet. Hmm. So they're diving into it soon. So let's get into the video. Let's play a little soundbite from the interview that the producers did. And they talk about the Duffer Brothers and they talk about the direction that this thing is going to. So let's listen in for a few minutes. Obviously, you guys, even at Comic-Con last year, you mentioned, I think it's a four-season arc. Or that was the plan. Maybe it's now five seasons. Where are you guys in the season three development process? Early. <laughs> right? Very I mean, early. like, fucking early, man. Um, because as the, as the brothers admit readily, they're possibly the worst multitaskers in the world. They take a deep dive into every episode, every moment, and every decision for every moment. And as a result, we only finished season two, like, a few weeks ago. Sure. And so we are right now in the earliest stage of breaking story for season three. So this can be a really short section of the interview. The kids are getting older yeah, in real life. Like I see them on TV and I'm like, agony. Oh, yeah, agony. it's like they're, they're growing fast. So my question is with the ending of season two, it ends in a certain way, which we won't get into right now, but are, is there a plan already about saying, okay, let's start season three a year later, just so we can factor in their real life. They, they definitely have an idea of, of when to set it and, and key focuses. I will say, just to build on what Sean's saying, they are so deep in every aspect of it. It is around the clock every day, writing, directing, post, AD, like literally every aspect and now press. It's literally impossible for them to basically say, we've thought about season three. We are, they are just now starting it. We're seeing them, we're going to the writer's room tomorrow. It, organically, we're going to kind of start this process up of building it. And, and I also think, honestly, as you've seen with season two even, certain things came out of, oh, like, people loved this and loved that. And I think the guys are very, very smart at sort of giving fans what they want, playing to the strengths of what played really well, and, and letting that kind of find itself in the season but as I, well. But to answer your question, we're never going to do a storyline that pretends the kids are younger than they are. Yeah. So if we're shooting next year, then the kids are going to be rephrase it. When you're shooting next year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when, <laughs> when we're shooting, shooting next, next year, year, we're not going to be pretending that it's the day after the last episode of season right. two. It's going to very probably be next year in Hawkins also. Well, I mean, it makes more sense, though, because then you can really incorporate their real life. But they are. Absolutely. We don't like to infantilize them and pretend. Like, we all fell in love with these kids when they were 12. Clearly, they're not anymore. So let's not embarrass ourselves or patronize the audience um, by pretending that they're still those kids. They're not. They're teenagers now. And the Duffers and our writers are definitely <clears throat> going to be building story around where those kids are. All right. There it is. There's your little behind the scenes and what the future lies for our kids from Hawkins, the made-up town in Indiana. Do they have a group name? Because I know for... They uh, keep talking about themselves as a group. I don't remember. I know for it, the, the yeah, kids the are club, the losers right? in it, but I don't know if they have a... I don't know. We gotta watch season one again. Maybe they yeah, I, I think they We just need to watch it. the whole thing again. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's great. You're just right. need to watch we the do. whole thing again. Alright, it's time for some Star Wars news. Now, when we originally recorded this thing on Wednesday, there really wasn't any Star Wars news other than Battlefront coming out and also the little Porg baby pictures before they hatch or right when they hatch, the little little cute little Porgy eggs that Boo hates so much. Pork chops, you mean. But Murphy's Law, the very next day, crazy-ass news comes out. I mean, crazy, crazy-ass news, like really big, insane news. 
Now, obviously, for in-depth, crazy, detailed breakdowns of what is going on, check out all the podcasts on the MSW Network, Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars. Now, this is podcasting, which I'm on in this next episode. But we are definitely going to talk about it. Well, I'm going to talk about it. The guys aren't here because I'm recording this after the fact. But I am going to play the video from the Star Wars channel on YouTube with Andy Gutierrez. And it's a quick little video, pretty much explain some stuff. And then I'm going to get into a little bit of what this all means. So let's listen to Andy. Hey everyone, Andy Gutierrez from the Star Wars show with some huge breaking news. Today during an earnings call, Disney CEO Bob Iger revealed that Ryan Johnson, the director of the upcoming Star Wars The Last Jedi, will create a brand new Star Wars trilogy, the first film of which he will write and direct with longtime collaborator Ron Bergman producing. The new trilogy is separate from the episodic Skywalker saga and will introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy Star Wars lore has never explored. Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy said, we all loved working with Ryan on The Last Jedi. He's a creative force and watching him craft The Last Jedi from start to finish was one of the great joys of my career. She went on to say, Ryan will do amazing things with the blank canvas of this new trilogy. In a joint statement, Ryan Johnson and Ron Bergman said, we had the time of our lives collaborating with Lucasfilm and Disney on The Last Jedi. Star Wars is the greatest modern mythology and we feel very lucky to have contributed to it. We can't wait to continue with this new series of films. No release date has been set yet for the new films, but you can see Johnson's upcoming Star Wars The Last Jedi when it hits theaters on December 15th. And for more breaking Star Wars news, Check out StarWars.com, as well as watch The Star Wars Show every Wednesday at noon right here on this channel. Okay, so that was a quick breakdown of the new trilogy that Ryan Johnson is going to be in charge of. And this is a big thing, guys. We have Star Wars now pretty much for the next 15 years guaranteed. There's no guarantee that Ryan Johnson is going to be the person for the next 15 years because you know how things go with Lucasfilm. But pretty big confidence given to Ryan Johnson before the movie even comes out that they are letting him run with this thing. Unbelievable. What we know of him, just from Celebration, amazing guy, amazing Star Wars fan, great with the Star Wars fans. As of right now, you couldn't have picked a better person. Now, where are they going to go with this? It's kind of a, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of hard for me because I do want, definitely want to see new material, new characters, new planets, new lands. But getting the original cast back and getting the original trilogy back after all that time and then now kind of letting it go again is going to be kind of rough for me. Does this mean we're not going to see Finn, Ray, Poe, BB-8 in the next trilogy? Are we ready for that yet? It's just going to be, I don't know what to say. It's going to be crazy. That's not the only news that just broke, by the way, guys. Bob Iger, at an annual stakeholders meeting, told his stakeholders, or I think it was an earnings meeting or something like that. What's the difference, right? It could be the same. Told his stakeholders that there's plans for a live-action television series, Star Wars-wise, and it's going to be on their new streaming service. I've been waiting for a live-action television series or a animated series. For adults, not like, you know, not that way, perverts. Something that adults can enjoy, watch, and respect for a long, I've been waiting for a long time. So this is fantastic news. Only thing that I'm worried about, if it's on the Disney live streaming service, what is that live streaming service going to entail? Meaning, is it going to be the counter to Netflix? Are they not going to worry about content? Because if they start kidding the shows down, like for age demographics, bringing them down to 
lower teens and not make this the adult show, the Star Wars Game of Thrones, it's going to do well with Star Wars fans, obviously, but it's not going to get the layman's fans who want to watch quality television and want to watch something that's adult-driven. I don't think they're going to watch it if it's not that way. Maybe Knights of Old Republic, maybe The Underworld, where they already have a bunch of scripts and all, all kinds of synopsises down. We'll see. But all in all, this is amazing news, and I am so excited. Unfortunately, the guys aren't here for me to be excited about. I have Coco with me, my dog, and she doesn't look very excited, but I guarantee you, deep down in the depths of her heart, she is just jumping for joy. So there you have it. There's your Star Wars news real quick. Go on, like I said, MSW Network. I'm sure they're going to break down everything, and I'm looking forward to being on. Now, this is podcasting because I picked the right week to be on. Amazing news, guys. Amazing. All right. Last but not least, let's do an email from our friend Rob. And he emails us, and this is what Rob has to say. Happy Mario Lemieux episode, guys. If you're a hockey fan, you know why. So in order not to have skip a big chunk of the podcast, I've started watching The Walking Dead. I'm not starting at season one, episode one, because quite frankly, I just don't have time. However, I talked to enough people that have been there from day one and read enough to update. I'm not a zombie person and have not read the comics, so after three episodes, I'd have to say I'm pretty underwhelmed. Ah, Rob, that's not good. But uh, hey, until Homeland starts, I have my Sunday nights free, so I'm giving it a shot. Well, there you go. Great. The question I want to ask the three of you, is there ever going to be an end? I read where the producers have material to last until season 12. Is that possible? Are they just going to keep on coming with governors and Negans, despotic leader types to battle, and to contrast Rick as he slowly loses his humanity. Like I said, I don't really get it yet, but if it gives me something to write to the Sith list about, then it's all good for now. As for Richie's question, I'm not sure what the worst adaptation of a comic is, but one of my nominations for Book Gone Bad is Congo by Michael Crichton, a pretty entertaining book turned into a god-awful movie. Rob. Yeah, please stick with The Walking Mm -hmm. Dead. I know it might be a little bit rough for you right now because the backstories are important for all these guys. Yeah. So hopefully, I know you don't want to skip. You know what I would do, Rob? I would watch episode one of season one, and then I would watch – this is what you should do, Rob. I got it. Watch the first episode and the last episodes of all the seasons leading up to the season. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'll give you kind of like a backstory of what's going on. It's not, you're not going to waste too much time. Yeah. And that way, you can get it out of the way and get it up to date. Because especially the last episode of last season and the first episode of last season. Very important. Yeah, very important. So that's what I would do. Just watch one and one and done on every one. Anything else you guys want to comment on The Walking Dead and, and Rob? Well, yeah, uh, going back to his fear about it being uh, continuing on and them having uh, stuff till uh, season 12. One thing that I'm afraid about this season is that it's so epic and there's so much violence and there's so many things happening. And Negan has been such a good character and stuff like that, that any season after this is going to be kind of a letdown. That's that, that's one of my fears, because this season has just been so well awesome, you know, because Negan's just Negan's amazing. He's the best character they've ever had. And having uh, what is it? New bad guys every time that it to be honest, if they have another one after Negan, that's going to be really old. It is going to be really old where it's just, oh, look, it's a new guy. What I think they need to do is progress. As far as creating a new civilization, actually stabilizing themselves in the world that is left, or maybe finding out that there is more of the world, 
maybe maybe not fighting certain people, but uh, gaining more information on what is happening. That's the only way I could see them progressing all the way to season 12. I, I would love for them to do that, but I kind of hope not at the same time. Yeah, I understand which, what you're saying. Yeah, which is why we will be getting a crossover. We will be. Ah, we'll be getting a crossover right. with fear. And that expands the world even more. That's right. But there are things that happen in the story, in the books, that they should be able to bring to the screen. Mm-hmm. And then they will work. And it will work for sure. The whispers. And there's going to become, yeah, so you're, things are going to happen with Negan, obviously. And this is only the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get this season of All Out War. And then maybe next season we'll finish a little bit or, or we'll actually end it. So we're not going to end it. This season, we're not going to finish this whole thing. Really? You think it's going to go three seasons? With it's going to go a season and a half. Wow. Because we got the break coming up. Then we'll finish out the season. Then we get the first half of next season should be all out war. And still. the storyline, the storyline has all kinds of crazy stuff. And oh, yeah. everything going in different directions. So you may not so much get despotic leaders or that kind of thing, but you're still, I mean, we're trying to rebuild the world. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, this is still that moment where. He were trying to reshape the world in their image. Yeah. That's why we have Negan and the Saviors. And they're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to strong arm our way through this stuff. You have other people who are like the hilltop and the kingdom, right? The kingdom have the monarchy. Mm -hmm. Like they got a king and they're trying to like maintain a certain lifestyle. You have Rick and his group and they're still trying to stay as modern as they can. When Eugene was there, you know, he was the one guy, you know, let's do this. I'll turn on the power grids. We'll get this mm-hmm. and that going. So it's all about rebuilding the world. It's just that you're running into people who want to shape it in what they think the world should be. Yeah. And how they think it should, it should go going forward. Yeah. So stick with it, Rob. Please give it a shot and try, try the my method and see if it helps. Hopefully it will. All right, guys. I think that uh, wraps up this uh, episode 66. Hope you guys had a good time. <laughs> I will say this, everyone. Please plan your weekend accordingly on the 17th of this month. Please make sure you have your Battlefront 2. Please make sure you're ready to binge The Punisher. Please make sure you will see the Justice League. And stay throughout the entire thing. It's right. And, and stay, stay awake. throughout the entire thing. Don't get this. <laughs> yes, please don't go to the dining theater and hang out and fall asleep like a I'm telling you, I'm bringing a lawn chair. Whatever you got to do. I might sit on the floor. Bring a cattle prod. <laughs> Shut up. Or it. shock collar for when you do fall. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> no, just, just just have less, have his candy, and we'll be good. No. Yeah. Or, or a, a couple of ice, ice, you know, either way. Oh, Lord. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in on this Sunday fun day. We'll see you next week on episode 67 yep. of The Sit List.